May this be in the name of the Holy Trinity, the lover, the beloved, and love itself. Amen. Today I'd like to take some time to talk to you all about my experiences with a living school. As some of you know, I've been involved in the living school for the past two years. The Living School is an outgrowth of the Center for Action and Contemplation founded by Father Richard Rohr in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's been an exciting, enriching, amazing two years, and I'd like to take some time to tell you about what the Living School is and my experiences before, during, and after. Um, the Living School has five faculty at this point. The main one is Father Richard Rohr, um, who I spent a week-long intensive with last year, who's written many books. Uh, he's a very open thinker, has really brought new life into the Christian tradition. He's written many books on mysticism, on... One of my favorite of his books is The, the Spirituality of Subtraction, where he talks about we learn spiritually not by getting things, but by taking things away. Um, just a really deep thinker, and of course his latest book is The Universal Christ, which is a fascinating look at Jesus in the sense of the Christ and the larger energy of the universe. And of course he's a very good speaker. Another of the faculty members is Cynthia Bourgeau, the Episcopal priest and somewhat renegade feminist uh, teacher. Uh, she brings a very interesting slant of mysticism, especially Western mysticism, uh, the wisdom tradition and the feminine back into the church. She's a good speaker and she's written many books. Uh, the, her main books are on centering prayer and they're a very good resource for learning centering prayer. Another faculty member is James Finley and James Finley is interesting. He's a trauma psychologist like me and a mystic like me, so I adore him. He's also uh, from the Christian tradition Early in his life, he entered a Trappist monastery, and his spiritual director was none other than Thomas Merton. And he wrote a book called The Palace of Nowhere, which is based on Merton's teachings. He's also written some books uh, like Christian Meditation. A very interesting fellow who for some, was able to keep a room of 150 people in stitches when he was lecturing about an obscure 15th century mystic. There are two newer members of the school. One is Brian McLaren, who, and I've got to read you the title of his book because I can't remember the whole thing. It's called A Generous Orthodoxy. Why I am a missional, evangelical, post-Protestant, liberal conservative, mystical, poetic, biblical, charismatic, contemplative, fundamentalist, Calvinist, Anabaptist, Anglican, Methodist, Catholic, green, incarnational, depressed yet hopeful, emergent, unfinished Christian. So he brings together many strands within the Christian church and is a very interesting thinker. The last and newest member is uh, Barbara Holmes, who's an African-American theologian. And one of the first books we read in the Living School was called Joy Unspeakable. And it's about the African-American and African experiences of contemplation. Too often in the West and in our very white culture, we think of contemplation as sitting in a corner with your eyes closed. And Barbara Holmes brings to us a joyful dancing uh, contemplation. She also wrote a book called Race and the Cosmos, which is a very wide angle view on race um, in, in the church, in theology, and in the world. 
the Living School is ahead of its time in a couple of ways. The first is their emphasis on diversity. We've been learning about diversity in anti-racial studies for the last two years. Well before George Floyd, we read White Fragility, and we've read a very interesting book by Risma Monakam called My Grandmother's Hands, which is a deep look into trauma in the bodies of both whites and blacks from the disease of racism. So those are the faculty members. Um, the model that the Living School is based on is very similar to that of the Episcopal Church. It was explained to me about 30 years ago that our version of spirituality is a three-legged stool, reason, faith, reason, tradition, and scripture. And I thought that made sense to me. Um, and I've used that along and I haven't really much defined for myself what those terms mean, but I, when the Living School uh, when I went to the living school, their model is very similar, but they call it a tricycle. So it's a three-wheeled being. The first one is not reason, but experience. And by experience, they mean not so much thinking, but the experience of the body, the experience of the emotions, the experience of the heart. And we've learned to trust our own experiences. So that's the first wheel of the tricycle. The second wheel is, of course, scripture, primarily biblical, but also all scriptures, um, looking into the depth and meaning of scriptures from the Christian church and from other religions. And the third one being tradition, and of course, a heavy emphasis on Christian tradition, but also what's called widely the, the wisdom tradition, the deepest tradition in all religions that comes together in the heart. So that's the model. Um, the tricycle. So I've been riding a tricycle for two years. And there's a three-pronged learning approach in the living school. We learn through study, through contemplation, and through dealings with others. So there's been a heavy emphasis on study. We've read a lot of books from Race in the Cosmos, The Universal Christ, Ken Wilber, The Theory and Being of Everything. We've read uh, Risma Menachem, uh, my grandmother's hands. We've read rather obscure 15th century Italian monks treatises. Um, we've read, of course, the main faculty books. So it's been a rich and deep academic experience for me. But that's not the biggest part of it. Uh, the other two parts, I think, have been the biggest part of it for me. The second one being contemplation. We are asked when we enter the living school to vow to a contemplative practice. And it's considered centering prayer. Um, I use a variant of centering prayer, but to practice contemplation or meditation or centering prayer at least 20 minutes every day. And everyone in my little group, and I'll talk about that more in a minute, has found this a deeply transformative experience to just take the time to spend in silence, to spend beyond thought, not with thought, but beyond thought. Above thought is one of the uh, phrases that Richard Rohr uses. So we have academics, we have contemplation, and the third wheel is relationship. We're divided up early, in fact the first day, into what are called circle groups. And my particular circle group has eight people in it. Um, we're on the West Coast because we meet every week uh, via Zoom. So I was well acquainted with Zoom well before the pandemic. 
Um, we have members ranging from an Episcopal priest in Santa Barbara to a Mennonite in British Columbia. And there are eight of us. And it's been a transformative experience. We don't meet to chat every week. We meet in deep, contemplative, listening uh, framework. Um, and we become very, very close to each other. It reminds me of the old Orthodox image that I heard years ago, that it's like God is the, the center and we are spokes of the wheel. And as we grow closer together, we grow closer to God. And that's certainly been my experience with the circle groups. Uh, we're, the last symposium for Living School is in September, and of course it's online now, but we plan to stay together, I think, as lifelong friends. So that's um, kind of how the Living School is organized. Now, I think the important thing now is what I got out of it. And all I can say, I guess the biggest thing I've learned in the Living School, or maybe I'm learning, is how to walk on water. I've learned to trust my own experience, how it fits into the larger whole of the wisdom teachings, um, and deep and close spiritual friends sharing our experiences. I found in the silence the courage to trust my own deepest self, whether it was painful grief or astonishing aliveness. I grew in a deep faith, not in words or scripture or Jesus or even God, but in life itself. I discovered that as long as I keep my heart open, wherever I step, whether it be the solid ground of joy or a stormy sea of emotion, I could enter without fear and find myself held in the arms of love. I agree with Hildegard that divine love, the heart of hearts, abounds in every grain of being, from Adam's gleam to starry sky, from darkest pain to brightest joy. So it's been a very rich and deep experience, and I'd like to share with you just one kind of amazing experience I had last week at a gas station. I was driving around and it was one of those beautiful summer days. I got my car washed and then I needed gas. So I pulled into the gas station at Coburg and Oakmont Road. And um, the gas station attendant that day happened to be a young woman. Um, and she was asked, she started asking me about what I was going to be doing that day. And we had a, a short conversation. She told me about her husband and her ex-husband and how they did well co-parenting and how um, she was going to go up and see him. So it was a very short conversation. But it's very interesting because all I can say is I fell in love with her. That um, it was reminiscent of Merton's experience in Cincinnati where all of a sudden she glowed and I glowed and the world opened up. And I had that deep experience that somehow, somewhere, everything is deeply okay. That we are held in the arms of love. And at the same time, that, kind, that sense of everything's okay comes along with the deepest compassion for every creature and every being. So I think that is my gift from the Living School that I will take with me, along with, of course, a set of new lifelong friends. 
So I'd like to end with the prayer that we end each of our circle meetings with. And it's, it's an important one. It's by Teilhard uh, de Chardin, the Jesuit scientist. Um, and this is what we pray each time we have a meeting. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually with forming within us will be. Give God the benefit of believing that God's hand is leading us and accept the anxiety of feeling ourselves in suspense and incomplete. Amen.